Celebration is not a bad thing. Celebration of Christmas is not a bad thing. But I think we put the cart before the horse. What happens is we celebrate the trappings of Christmas and the season of Christmas and we forget the story of Christmas, the meaning of Christmas. And that's what happens to us. Now all of us are familiar with one of the most famous of the recent stars of Christmas, Buddy the Elf. Now he's a holiday star in his own right. He's witty, he's honest, he's pure, he's simple. He's one of the new secular stars of Christmas. For those of you who don't know the story of Buddy the Elf, it's very simple. Um, an infant, as an infant, Buddy accidentally crawled into Santa's sack and went back to the North Pole, and so he was raised as an elf. And eventually he realized because he was growing large that he was not an elf and so they decided to send him back to New York to meet his real father and find out how his real family lived and that's where it all happened well as it occurred um, he ended up he ended up ha having all these events that happened to him in New York now it's a delightful movie it really is and it's 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 fun to watch for those of us that have seen it more than once there are certain one-liners that are just incredible. I love it. I, I love it like, like this one. This is a famous one. We elves try to stick to the four main food groups. Candy, candy canes, candy corns, and syrup. How about this one? You have such a pretty face. You should be on a Christmas card. And to his newly discovered dad, I thought maybe we could make gingerbread houses together and eat cookie dough and go ice skating and maybe even hold hands. And there's only one bit of bad language in the whole movie. And it's when Buddy says, well, son of a nutcracker. That's it. Long story short, Buddy the Elf gets into this world and he ends up finding out how greedy and, and broken the world is greedy and broken it is and even in his elfish naivete he saves Christmas Eve he saves Santa and he saves his real biological family and you know how he saves them with Christmas cheer what's the message of the movie the Christmas spirit can work miracles and fix everything look in case you recognize it this is the theme of every Christmas movie you see on TV right now. It all has to do with the Christmas spirit. It's this feel-good thing that makes Christmas feel special and magical and, and, and positive. There's nothing wrong with positive. Christmas ought to be positive. But there is a problem. It's a far cry from the Christmas story that the Bible talks about. A magical Christmas is not a bad message, but it is totally incomplete, for sure. Uh, the celebration of Christmas is part of what we do, but it's not the most important part. The most important part is what happened. The most important part is what the meaning of the whole thing was all about. Now, tinsel and gifts and hot chocolate and, and going caroling in the snow on a sleigh ride may bring us laughter 
but it won't bring us life. It may bring us cheer, but it will not bring us peace. According to the Pew Research Center, now they're smart people, 91% of all Americans celebrate the Christmas holiday. 91%. Of that 91%, get this, 46% of them celebrate Christmas as a religious holiday. So what did the other 54% celebrate? The season of Christmas. A season without a Savior. Think about that. The majority of the people we share a country with celebrate the season without the Savior. It leaves out the true star of Christmas. Let me give you today three big reasons why the season without the Savior will leave you completely let down. You ready? Here goes. Number one, the season promises more than it can deliver. Does your mental picture of a holiday, uh, does it include your children behaving perfectly and loving and appreciating all the gifts that you carefully selected for them? Does your, does your Christmas uh, place great value on receiving the gift from your spouse that they spent months trying to search for just for you? Does your vision have a family around a Norman Rockwell table? You know, the one where everybody makes it on time. <laughs> and uh, the usually drunk uncle is sober. And the turkey is perfect. And the children are calm and grateful and no one has a virus. In reality, in reality, Christmas will probably be not much different than the normal life that we live in those kind of areas. We'll still have broken family gatherings, disappointing gifts, the stress of the season will still get us. And we will at the end possibly be disillusioned and done ready for Christmas to be over. Been there, done that. Someone will be missing that you wanted to be there. Young cousins will be fighting and bleeding on the way to the ER at Christmas. Your uncle will be well lit. And possibly for some, the turkey will be the only thing in the room that's dry. It's a broken, fallen world out there, and it's impossible to flip the holiday switch for a season and take away all the bad stuff. It's impossible to flip a holiday switch for one day and take away all the bad stuff. Remember, Jesus didn't come into that Norman Rockwell world. He did not. Look at 2 Corinthians 8. For you know the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, so that you by his poverty might become rich. Did you see that? Poor and poverty, and it was a description of Jesus? Jesus was born into a very, very broken world, and he's the one that brought hope to the broken world. And do you know what? As a believer, that's what we can do. We can do that. 
the season alone, yes, I know the season promises more than it can deliver, but you can do this. We as believers can go to those broken family gatherings and still give the hope of Christmas by our words, by our attitude, by the way we treat one another, by the love we show, even to the broken people around the broken table and the broken stuff that happens. We can do what Jesus did. We can bring hope into that broken world. The season cannot deliver hope, but the Holy Spirit can through your words and your actions and your love. It's amazing. You can't be let down when you're pulling everybody else up. You can't be let down when you're pulling everyone else up. So the season promises more than it can deliver, but there's another reason. Number two. The season can give mixed messages. Whew. Have you ever been to a Christmas party where somebody had spiked the eggnog and then they said, hey, everybody, come around here and get some real Christmas spirit. And everybody goes, ah, ha, ha, ha. and they all go over to the eggnog, the real Christmas spirit. Do you know the CDC reports that every year, December is the month of the most alcohol-related deaths both on the highway and otherwise. Holiday binge drinking has become part of the spirit of Christmas all over the world. It's a sad thing. How does that happen? Well, it has nothing to do with the baby Jesus in the manger. Christmas, the season of hope, becomes the season of despair for so many people at Christmas time. Christmas is so much of a sales frenzy, we sort of ignore the birth of the most important person in the world because we're all running around buying gifts. Have you ever bought a gift? Uh, listen to this. How many times do we buy gifts for someone because we have to and we'll, we'll feel bad if we don't do it? It's not because you love or care, it's because you feel the obligation. Do you know that in, in history, Christmas was spent by people spending time giving needy people, people that are poor, people that need help, trying to give gifts to them and show God's love. It, and, and it was true in America in the early days. That's what Christmas was about until prosperity came to our country and then commercialism took over. And then all of a sudden, Christmas became a thing about what I can get and how many things I could get at Christmas. It's really a sad thing. That's what the season became. It's a mixed message. So how do, you, how do you change the mixed message in your family? I got an idea. Why don't we at this time of the year get with our family and say, let's do something outside ourselves. Let's, let's go help some other family that needs help. Let's do that. Let's do that as a family. And for the kids growing up knowing part of Christmas is us doing something for somebody other than ourselves. That's really, really what Jesus came to do for us. Remember, he became poor. He was born into poverty so we could be blessed. If we did that, it might, it might just make the reason for the season a lot more important. Here's the third reason the season is incomplete. That season ends on December 26th. There's one thing old buddy the elf said that I like. He said in the movie, he said, 
Treat every day like Christmas. He said that to the fake Santa, the same one that he said, you sit on the throne of lies. Anyway, he said, treat every day like Christmas. And the truth is, when Emmanuel came to us, Emmanuel, God with us, when Emmanuel came to, to us, he didn't come to leave, he came to stay. When Jesus came to the world, he didn't say, I'm here for a season. I know, you say, well, he was here for 30-something years. I know, but guess what he left? He left the Holy Spirit inside of all of us. He left his presence on earth. Jesus, God himself, came to earth and said, I will be with you forever. I will never leave you or forsake you. It's not a seasonal thing. It's so sad that we talk about Jesus at Christmas and Easter. And really the truth is, Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us all the time. Emmanuel, God with us. You know, I know it's a, I know that we say that about the reason for the season, but really, Jesus is the reason that we live our life. Look at what the scripture says in Acts 17, 28. In him we live and move and have our being. That's not saying, be sure you remember Christmas, remember Jesus at Christmas. Are you kidding me? He's the, he's the reason we live. I, I like that one of the songs we sang today. Your love is the breath we breathe. <laughs> it's like when Jesus came into my life, he didn't become something I celebrate twice a year. He, didn't, he, he wasn't someone that I say, I'm so glad he came and he went to heaven and someday I'll see him. Are you kidding me? I get to get up every morning and talk to him. Because he, he doesn't end on December 26th. And when I'm in a mess, I talk to him. When things are going great, I praise him. When things are not going great, I can still praise him and he helps me. He's the one that I want to talk about the most. He's the one that, when, when, I, when I go to the grocery store, when I go to the grocery store, I, I've gotten my heart to where I say, Lord, do you have a divine appointment for me in the grocery store today? Grocery stores are great places for divine appointments. They really are. Yesterday, I went, yesterday morning, I went to the grocery store, and I'm walking through, and I noticed how many people greeted one another with Roll Tide or War Eagle, depending on what they were wearing. And they just greeted one another. People are not scared in the grocery store. But you know what? Wouldn't it be so neat if, if, if when you saw somebody and you struck up a conversation and maybe you found out they had a need in their life? Maybe, maybe, maybe you saw they, they were limping or they, they, they had their arm in a sling. You say, hey, I'd love to pray for you. You let me pray for you. Do you know that happens? And people make connections. You know why? Because Jesus isn't a seasonal thing. He's an everyday thing. <clears throat> the true message of the birth of Jesus was not for a season. Joy to the world does not end when the tree is down and the lights are out. Peace on earth, goodwill toward men was not the message for the shepherds. It's the message for the whole world. In closing, I want to give you another word that old buddy said. 
The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loudly for all to hear. In the movie, it's sort of funny when he does that. But the truth is, that's what I'm doing right now. I am announcing to you that Emmanuel is here. And whatever your need is in this room, God with us is in the room to meet your need. I'm going to say it as loud as I can. I want to say it with all of my life as loud as I can. Emmanuel is here. Emmanuel is here. God with us is here. I, I really don't know, have no idea what's going on in your own lives. Those online, I, I don't know what's going on in your life, but you're watching today and it's not a, it's not a, a, a random thing. You chose to watch and God brought you here for this moment. Some of you right now are going through things in your life that have nothing to do with Christmas and you think it's so far away from Christmas I, don't, I can't even think about Christmas because I'm burdened down with this. I want you to know the Emmanuel who came at Christmas is here for you today. He's online for you. You can right now type in and, and somebody will pray with you right now online. And right now those in the room, I want you to know this. When you came in this morning, you didn't come in singing joy to the world, peace on earth, goodwill toward men. You might have come in saying uh, uh, gloom and despair on me. I've got problems I can't handle. I want you to know Jesus is here today to meet that for you. He is not far away. He is close. He is close by. He's not seasonal. He is forever. I'm going to ask you all to stand, if you will. I've been briefed this morning, and here's why. I want to give God time to speak to the hearts of the people in the room. As somebody spoke to me this morning, pray that God would open the ears of people who are in need of Emmanuel. God with us. You're in need of that right now. So, Father, I want to pray for everyone in the room. They didn't come in with Christmas and Thanksgiving on their mind. They came in with burdens on their shoulder. Marriages that are hurting. Family that are sick. Financial issues that cannot be met. Family problems. Children who are wayward brothers and sisters who are suffering brokenness all around some have come in with their own addictions their own brokenness but Lord you're here and you brought us here today and I want to sing this song as loud as I can there is a king who knows my name and he's here today to meet your needs Jesus, please let them hear that message. Let them hear that message today. We're going to sing a song, and then afterwards our prayer team is going to come. And I just feel strongly from the Lord that today is not a time for you to just come get a Christmas blessing. But it's time for you to meet Emmanuel in this room. You're not here by mistake. 
let's sing the song to, to tune our heart. And then the Holy Spirit will begin to minister. In Jesus' name.
me this morning that as the prayer team comes, there are people that came in with lots of burdens this morning. I felt it all day yesterday. I feel it to not last night. There are going to be people here, God said, that have a lot of burdens. And God says, I brought you here today so that I can lift your burdens. This is not a Christmas magic. This is God supernatural. God will lift your burdens today. And he says, don't consider how heavy they are. The Lord says, just know I will do it. There are people here that can pray with you about any burden you have right now. Any burden, they will pray for you, and God will lift your burden. Please do not take this time lightly. Don't get in a hurry. I was briefed today for a reason. God wants to meet your need. God wants to lift your burden. Father, put it in the hearts of people here, Lord. Let them see their burden that they're carrying at this season. Let them see the burden. And Lord, let them see Emmanuel is in the room. The star of Christmas is in the room. The God who never leaves is in the room. Let them see this is their moment. Father, in Jesus' name, I ask you to draw them to come and pray with people. So right now, in the name of Jesus, you just step out and come. If you've, if you've got physical illness, if you've got spiritual things moving in your heart, if there's, you know there's a need for you to be here. You know that. Just step out while we got a moment. Come on, just come. Find somebody that you can pray with right now in the name of Jesus. That's right, just come on. God says, this is your moment. You have a burden. Come on. It doesn't matter what the burden is. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter what it is. Step out and come right now. I feel strongly God is pulling people to the altar. Step out right now in the, in the name of Jesus. You just come. Come right now. Come right now. Come right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come right now. Will you just sing a little bit more there? Just come right now in the name of Jesus. I feel the pause. The Lord is saying, come. Come right now. Come right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. God will lift your burden. He will lift your burden. Don't leave with a burden. Every will be laid down Don't leave with a burden. Just a second more. All our Don't leave with a burden. To him That's right. Come on. Come on. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. For all eternity. I know that you told me to tell the people not to leave without a burden, with their burden on their shoulder. And Father, in Jesus' name, I want to say it one more time. 
Don't leave with the burden on your shoulder. The one who can lift it is here. The one who can lift it is in the room. 